Hello everybody, this is Golf Lover UK with your preview for the Live Jeddah event. Um, many of you will know, having followed us on social media, that we have been boots on the ground at Live this week. I want to bring you a preview event that talks about a few different things, um, a few insights of what we've seen and what's been going on. I just want to say thank you, firstly, to everyone at Live that's made us feel so welcome, allowed us inside the ropes and to, to be amongst them and amongst the players. It's been a fantastic experience. I want to touch first of all on, on the course, which is called Royal Greens in Jeddah. And now, Jeddah and Jeddah, it's called Jeddah, but it's, 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 it's sort of, it's about 55, 60 kilometers away. It's a 45 minute drive, but it's, it's what you would refer to as, as a real resort course. It's, I can't, I can't really put into words quite how stunningly beautiful it is. It's the best kept a golf course I think that to see a better get kept golf course I'd I'd struggle to believe it the greens are unbelievable I hit a ball into 16 the other day it's at the par three and ball went nice and high as I wanted to and it came down and the green was just the purest green I've ever seen and played on I've played at some of the best courses in the world top 100 courses it's just been unbelievable to, to get to do that and this is without doubt the best course quality I've ever seen the fairways are amazing the tee boxes are tremendous the, the the grass on the range would be in the top three fairways I've ever played on and that's just the range it's just un, the quality is just standing and Derek, who's the general manager of, of Royal Greens, who's going to come on a podcast and do an interview with us and talk about their facility and talk more about Cake, which is the area not just north of um, Jeddah where this is being played and about development and everything that's going on. And he's going to come and talk about it. But uh, Derek was saying to me, he said, you need two things to to grow grass. You need sunshine, you need water. He said, we've got a lot of all of that. Um, being on the Red Sea, they can desalinate the water and water the course. And it's absolutely superb. A couple of people have pointed out, and I wanted to cover that as well, that the grass and the rough, Cam Smith and a few others have said the grass is, is longer, they've overseeded. But interestingly, I've spoken to Sergio Garcia in, in one of the interviews we did and, one of the, and, and in the presser, and Sergio was saying to us that actually that the overseeding has helped in many ways because the joys of grass in October was a little bit thinner and what would happen is if you found the rough it could, you'd get a real gnarly nestled down ball that would just not present itself at all to be hit so this this thick rough this joys of grass being overseeded has given them actually a more of a bed for it to sit on so yes it is thicker and that does come with its problems but you aren't getting the odd one in the rough that buries itself down to the bottom because that rough is a bit thicker and more consistent and the last thing I'll say about the course and, and something to watch is that the last time they played here was in October and that was following the summer, which obviously in Saudi Arabia is dry and the fairways are running longer. The, the, the consensus, I haven't had anyone say to me anything other than the grass is 100% softer on the fairways, the fairways are softer and the ball isn't quite running as far. So they expect the course to play a little bit longer. I'm really excited to see how people play because we've been up close, oh, spent time on the range. There's no there's no player really I've not spoken to, maybe five or six that, that I've not spoken to this week or said hello to or caught sort of 30 seconds with. And 
And when you get to spend time with people that they not just they're not just golfers, they're they're, they're sort of they're human beings that you 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 have an affection to in, in varying degrees. And I'm just so excited to see how everyone plays. There are so many amazing, fun people out here that I've had the pleasure to time, spend time with. And uh, Caleb Surratt is is an incredible young man and there'll be an interview being posted with Caleb for you guys to listen to at a later date. Um, that's not coming out now. That will be a later date. So that'll be interesting if you listen to it. And hopefully you'll share my passion for just how bright and emotionally mature that that, that young man is. It's, it's exciting to see how his career is going to develop. And there are other players I've got to spend time with. I had a chat with Bryson today. I had sort of 15 minutes with him and uh, it's, it's not recorded. It was just two guys talking about golf and talking about all aspects of golf. And these moments that you get to have are truly unique. And I'm, I'm very blessed and I don't take it for granted that, that I get the chance to do that and go for dinner and <laughs> next year on one table is Brooks and Gujimak and... Behind you on another table is, is, is there other players? It, it's just, it's, it's an incredible experience to be around them and, and to talk to them and just to talk about golf and anyone that knows me and my, my handles, <laughs> golf lover UK. And I love golf and, and getting to do this is, is, is superb. I want to touch quickly on AK, um, Anthony Kim. Um, Anthony is the promos have come out. So that won't be any surprise to anyone. And he said he's got a story to tell and he'll tell it when he's ready. And I think that's the right thing to do. I think too many people are expecting or think that Anthony Kim or Liv or someone owe them something. He's his own man. He has been through an awful lot. And there have been many things that have happened to him in his career and his life. And it's, he's returning back to golf now. And I like the fact, I genuinely like the fact that at the moment, it's just about playing golf. He's got Jeddah and he's got Hong Kong. He's going to have a chance to get out there, compete and be competitive. And he will tell his story. As he said, he'll tell his story when he's ready and at the right time. But for now, the focus has got to be golf. It is very obvious from hearing and seeing and what's going on around that, that he's he, and he came out wearing a shirt that said girl dad he's he's very much the family man it's obviously so important to him and I think that here at Liv he's got a chance to to embrace that and to, to rebuild his, his playing career while also having a focus on what means a lot to him so I hope that everyone can understand that what's going on and I, I'm, I look forward to hearing his story but I look forward to hearing his story when he wants to tell it he owes nobody anything and I wish him all the very best in all that he's doing and that he gets the chance to do in every single way what he wants to do to give him the best chance on the course and to to support his own life and his family in the way he wants to support it. So I feel I'm delighted he's back and I really hope that we we give him the patience to, to come back in the way he wants. Um, a little bit on how he's playing. I've seen him on the range. He looks incredible. Like he's, it's absolutely superb. He's... He's, he's still he's still choking down a little bit on the shaft on the driver like that hasn't changed and his irons are actually superb his divot pattern is unbelievable and he looks he looks like a fantastic golfer who knows what happened when he plays but believe me he he looks every every inch Anthony Kim that, that everyone everyone will remember and once knew 
as a as a goal for 12 years ago. So I, I'm excited to see it and I, I really hope it goes well for him. I had an absolute um, pleasure. Um, Jerry Foltz, who's been on the show and many of you will have watched that Jerry Foltz interview. And if you've not watched into Jerry Foltz or listened to it on, on the podcast, go back and listen to it. Jerry kindly took me in to um, meet all of the, the broadcast crew. And when I... I was shocked to my core. They knew who I was. Um, it was quite humbling and very, very weird. Uh, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm just Ben. Uh, loves golf. Golf Lover UK from uh, from Hereford. Now lives in Bristol. And I just, when you get moments like that, and people who you watch on the TV know who you are, and players remembered me. Like it's just, unbe- it's just, it's crazy. And I, I do have to pinch myself at times that like players remembered me. Like from walking with them and talking with them and yeah it's just it's a little bit mind-blowing but I was invited into the production room um, I put a couple of pictures up if you've not seen the pictures head over to Golf Lover UK there's some pictures of me with Keith Hirschland and Jerry Foltz but I got to meet all the production team it was absolutely superb and and all the production team sorry and all, and all of the, the broadcast crew Dom Suan um, David it was just absolutely Arlo wasn't there he was somewhere else but I got to meet everyone else and look I'm honoured to have done it and it was a pleasure but I had no look I'm not stupid I understand that putting together a TV production takes a lot of cameras and a lot of screens and a lot of work I had no full concept of the work they have to do and how many moving pieces and the military style operation to produce TV, golf on TV. I don't know if I'll ever be able to watch golf on TV in the same way now seeing how it's produced. It's utterly unbelievable. It's, um, it's mind blowing. They must have, I'm going to guess, 80 different feeds at any given time. Um, they've got sort of 60 main feeds and then get other cameras around. And, and you have people like Keith, who's the producer, Keith Hirschland, who's a, oh, he's a magician, like, the way he does it. And they have different people spotting, saying what's happening on different places. They can produce the show and they can do that. How they don't miss shots. And, they're talking about the, the, the importance of why they have the live pylon on the left-hand side. Like, why, why would we lie to our viewers? It was, it was the quote, and it made me so smile so much. Like, don't update the pylon. They like to update the pylon, let people know what's happening, because it, it, people and fans want to know when they're watching it. And I've been offered very kindly, and I will take them up on this offer on Friday. I will go into the booth when they're, when they're doing the live show to get to watch it and watch them, watch them present the show. So I've been invited in there. And again, that's a pinch yourself moment. How many people in the world have had the opportunity to do that? So it's, it's, it's really fantastic. On the show, I'm, I'm not sure Mark might put this out first or the interviews, but we got an interview with Graham McDowell and GMAC. Look, GMAC's very, very honest in the interview you're going to hear. And he, he talks quite candidly about some of the hurt and the way he felt when people attacked him for going to live. He also talks about how he's had a, 
a resurgence in, in going to Smash and how the way that Smash works and Brooks works really motivates him. And I tell you what's really obvious is watching the relationship between between Brooks and GMAC. They are like brothers. It's it's unbelievable how close they are and how, how tight they are. And it's, it's great to see. And that's obviously been something that's been important for Graham. Then we got a really nice interview, only sort of 12, 13 minutes with Eugenio Shikara, who's been on the show before. Um, Eugenio has had um, some, as he would call it, sort of sporadic form of late. And he talks about how he thinks most of that came down from a loss of confidence with putting and how that leaked into the rest of his game. So that's a great interview. Um, for me, as a preview, I just think that this course, playing playing a few holes and playing in the Pro-Am tomorrow. Well, you would have already played in the Pro-Am when you listened to it. Um, I think that there are going to be some really costly misses. There's obviously a lot of water up a few of the holes, but 18, they've shaved the rough down and the apron down to the left-hand side of the green as you play it. So the back left corner slopes quite viciously. And if you end up in the back right-hand bunker or the second first right-hand bunker on the right-hand side of the green. Your knees are going to be knocked. I don't care if you're the best bunker player in the world. If you end up in one of those two bunkers with your second shot and you've got to play out of that to a green, to a back pin, you are going to be shaking because it is, there is no room for error. You dump it in that bunker and you're either going to, if you don't hit a perfect shot and you get it slightly heavy, you you could be out the back of that green. And I'm not talking you've knifed it or you've hit it 30% harder than you wanted. I'm talking you don't get it just quite right. There is no protection at the back of that. And having watched some of the some of the fairways that they're 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 not I'm not comparing it to Augusta at all. So anyone jumps in the comments and says that. But what it has got that's Augusta-like is it's got a lot of very uneven lies because it's quite rolling and the fairways are undulating. So there'll be a good amount of times when players have into the ball above their feet or off a slightly different lie. And I think that brings challenges that, that aren't always visible on the TV. Like on 16, on the 16th green. So the 16th green, there's a bunker at the back. And you can see, I've watched it on the TV before, you can see a slight slope from, if you put a pin right in the middle of that green, I'm tapping a piece of paper as if you can see me, you put a pin right in the middle of that green and you walk to two o'clock on the clock face to the bunker, you've got a 17, 18, 19 feet to the bunker. And on the TV, it looks like you've got a two foot, maybe 18 inch slope. You've got about a three and a half foot slope for an 18 foot putt. If you put the ball on that top shelf by that bunker and you've got to putt back down that green, I have got no idea how to explain how good these guys are to hold it. I rolled a ball and when I say I rolled, I didn't throw it, I let it fall out of my fingers. It got to the top of that slope and it flew down. I just don't think at times we appreciate how bloody good these guys are. They're absolutely incredible. So look, there's going to be loads of stuff to watch. 
if if the ball does nestle down in that rough with it being thick, yeah, it could be a real trouble. Um, hopefully, they'll get a few few fewer nestling down. I hope you can get to appreciate the condition of the course. I, I'm looking forward to seeing AK come back. Have some, uh, take a second to have a look at that photo that I've done with the the guys from production crew in the, in, in the production booth just to see how much they're dealing with. At any given time, any of those screens will be the main screen. They need to know what's happening on every single one and how they do it. I don't know, they're magicians and we should be very grateful that there are people with such skills knocking about. Thank you, everyone. Um, I hope you've enjoyed what we've been putting out. I hope you've enjoyed everything we've done. Um, It's been an honour to be here. And I say that quite a lot, but I, I truly mean it. Thank you, everybody. Take care. Goodbye.